0: Hello and welcome to Nick's Nerd News. This is where you come to listen to breaking news when it comes to the nerd world. That means we have breaking video game news, movie news, and TV news. If you want to hear about the latest games, the latest movies, and everything else, stick around. Because here's your host Nick from a tiny studio in San Diego. What is up? What is up? What is up? My friends, family, fans, and listeners. It is me, your host, Nick. It is episode 292. That is right. We are at episode 292. We are almost to 300. Uh, it is December 13th. December 13th, people. Can you believe it? I sure can't. Uh, neither. Then again, I can't believe what day it is half the time. <laughs> we record these episodes. How you guys doing? Did you guys watch the Game Awards last week? Definitely gonna talk about that. Uh, did you guys hear about the Golden Globe nominees? We'll talk about that. Hey, guess what? Godzilla minus one still in theaters. I saw that last night. We are gonna talk about that. Those are our top three stories today. Are you surprised? Probably not. What What else is going on? You guys having fun? You, you excited for the holidays? Uh, we're in what? I think our fifth night of Hanukkah. Hanukkah started on Thursday. One, two, three, four, five, six. Sixth night. You got a couple more nights over there for you guys. Um, Christmas is in two weeks. Whole lot going on, right? Whole lot going. On. Well, under two weeks. Twelve days to be exact. So, lot going on. Lot going on. Um, quick stuff before we get too deep into things. The website is live once again. We have switched to a new platform, a new website host. Hope you guys are enjoying the new layout, the new format. Uh, you guys can subscribe to all, all of the major podcast platforms that we are on, including Amazon Music, including iHeartRadio. Guess what? Spotify. Looking for a Google Podcasts? You, We got it. You Looking for Apple Podcasts? We got it. They're all... There, links to all of them, players for all of them if you want to listen right in your browser. You can listen to the show right in your browser without having to click on any fancy subscriber base or hosting thing. It's, it's all there, nixnerdnews.com. Check it out. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Threads. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Uh, I use my personal TikTok for the show. Uh, just search NickSner News or the Nick Falco. You guys will find us in all those fun places. Always giving quick updates on the show. My TikTok, I do some other fun, nerdy type things. Go check those out. And uh, like, share, subscribe everywhere across the board. Don't like, don't share, don't subscribe. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not forcing you. I still love you guys. Anyway, that is just a quick roundup of what's going on. Let's get straight to the news, shall we? All right, folks. All right, all right. What is going on in the gaming world? Well, quite a bit because the Game Awards happened last Thursday. But we got other things to talk about too. So, we finally got confirmation that The Last of Us is a fi- will be getting a Season 2. We did know that. But now we have a potential release date. HBO has announced that The Last of Us Season 2 will more than likely drop sometime in 2025. So just keep that uh, on the noggin. And uh, as you prepare for next year, it won't be here next year. So... How about this? Nintendo has canceled a number of upcoming planned eSports events and several other uh, in-person gaming events as threats were made to the staff and to spectators. Um, The Nintendo Live 2024 Tokyo was postponed as well as other upcoming Japanese events after a, a threat was made. So, Nintendo employees have received relentless threats uh, that were targeting spectators, attendees, and Nintendo Live staff, forcing the cancellation. Um, It was supposed to take place in January, from January 20th to the 21st. Uh, It has been been cancelled. The uh, Splatoon Koshin 2023 National Finals were also postponed. So, the World Championship for Splatoon, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Challenge Final Stage and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe World Championship have all been postponed as well. No official new date has been announced. So just be on the lookout for that if you're looking forward to those events. Uh, Jim Ryan is retiring. uh, Currently the head of PlayStation. Uh, He will be leaving his role early next year if I remember uh, from the original announcement. Well, they had a big party for him last week. And he was gifted one of the coolest PlayStation 5s I have ever seen. Um, It came in an old school PlayStation 1 style box. It is a PlayStation 5 with gray accents of the gray PlayStation color. And it comes with the coolest DualSense controller. It is PlayStation 1 gray. Has the original blue, pink, green, and red Uh, buttons, it has the old school PlayStation logo as the PlayStation button, and then it even comes with a USB-C cable that has the old style PlayStation 1 controller connector. I need this controller, I need this controller, I need this controller, and I wish they would make it as a special controller. Um... I just... I... I... (laughs) Why did they do this as a one-off? It, it reminded me of the time I almost was so close to getting the 20th anniversary PlayStation 4 that was all PlayStation Gray with the PlayStation 4, DualShock 4 controller that looked like an old-school DualShock 1. Oh, man. I love old-school PlayStation stuff. I, I just... That was... The PlayStation was my first console. I've talked about it a lot. I still have it. So, I would have loved for that color that's also why I so display I have the displays on my um, PlayStation 5 and they are the PlayStation gray. So um, I do have a technically have a PlayStation gray PlayStation 5 but it's not official. So but if you guys want to check that out it, it, the pictures are floating around the internet. Um so the game awards a lot of games were announced. So, before we get to the winners and the losers at the awards, I want to go over the plethora of games that were announced. And I'm telling you, there were a fuck ton of them announced. This is just in no particular order. I'm kind of starting from the back here. So, Monster Hunter Wilds was announced, a new Monster Hunter game uh, coming out in 2025. Capcom announced. Uh, Hideo Kojima's Xbox project was finally revealed, called OD, or I think Overdose to be honest. Features, featured several actors in what looked like motion capture scenes of just their faces talking. Pretty trippy. Uh, it's, being, it's Hideo is calling it more than a game, so it might be a very big multimedia project. Um, God of War Ragnarok is getting free DLC, well it did yesterday technically. Uh, It's called Valhalla. It is, like I said, it is out now. It is free, and it's a roguelike element that has been added to the game. Arcane and Bethesda announced a new game. Uh, This is Arcane Lyon, the team behind Deathloop and the um, Dishonored series. Marvel's Blade. Uh, All we got was a teaser trailer, no gameplay or anything like that. The game is in active development. I'm guessing probably... A 2025 release at the earliest. Um, But yes, it is Blade. It is set in a Paris besieged by uh, Creatures of the Night. But yes, Blade. You heard me. Xbox is getting a Marvel game. Now, will this be Xbox exclusive? I'm not entirely sure. The trailer didn't indicate any system or any kind of exclusivity. But one has to think, given that it is a Bethesda game. Sega announced several new games. So the rumor that came out last year is true. Sega has announced future installments, including trailers for all of them. Well, not trailers, but little snippets for all of them. A new Jet Set Radio, which does involve the original creators. Yes, a new Jet Set Radio. You heard me right, folks. Um, Let me see. A new... Shinobi, a new golden axe, new streets of rage, and of course, crazy taxi. I did my best to to, to do that. Um, fuck yes, people, a new crazy taxi. Uh, it doesn't. It looks like it might change up the formula a bit. That's understandable. Uh, hopefully, we won't have to wait too long for any of these games, but. Uh, like I said, Jet Set Radio, huge, huge comeback, uh, but the original creators are involved in the reboot. Uh, Sega co-chief operating officer and Sega of America CEO Shuji Utsumi did share the news in an interview with the Washington Post saying, quote, the concept of games like Jet Set Radio is advanced, the original creators are involved again, and it's time now. It's a good time when people can appreciate all kinds of concepts. I am so so stoked on that! Um, let me give you a little more info on that. On Hideo's game OD, uh, he is working with Jordan Peele on it. So Jordan Peele and himself appeared at the Game Awards. Uh, Hideo was going to be there. He's besties with with Jeff Keighley. But uh, there was that. Hold on. I guess that's not coming up. We're not talking about that. Uh, the finals. A new game from former Battlefield developers was released, and it's a it's a new hero shooter type. It, was so, it did so well that it was able to amass 200,000 concurrent players in its first 12 hours. How wild is that? In 12 hours, this game was able to pull in 200,000 players. That's wild. Uh, Hello Games, the team behind No Man's Sky, announced their new game, Light No Fire. Final Fantasy 16 had new DLC announced for spring of next year. Uh, Team Ninja showed off their new PlayStation exclusive Rise of the Ronin, which is set to release March 22nd, 2024. Uh, that is a new uh, Ninja or Ronin, Ronin's or Samurai, Samurai-style game. Looks really good. Team Ninja has never made a bad game, realistically. Ubisoft says Skull and Bones will release on February 16th, 2024. No one's holding their breath. (laughs) Um, Don't Nod, the team behind Life is Strange, announced their new game, Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. That looks very interesting, releasing sometime next year. Uh, Bandai Namco finally announced their new Dragon Ball Budokai Tenkaichi game, Dragon Ball Sparking Zero. No release date announced there. Uh, Fortnite showed off new trailers for Rocket Racing, and it's Fortnite Lego. Those are both live, and you are able to play them right now. Uh, we also learned a bit about Fortnite uh, Festival. And they Epic is trying to make it a priority to get old rock band uh, musical peripherals working with it. Um, and it apparently which I I like that idea. Um, it sucks that it's within Fortnite, but we may get a new guitar controller for Fortnite festival as early as January. Um, peripheral manufacturer PDP posted on Twitter saying, quote, rock on this January. Um, and it was a several different rock emojis and what looks like a guitar controller. Um, ...was shown off. We'll see, though, what uh, what that's for. Let me see. Uh, Moon Studios, the team behind Ori and the Blind Force and Ori, Will of the Wisps... ...announced their new game that's set to release quarter one next year, No Rest for the Wicked. Uh, looks to be a fantasy-style game. Uh, Ex-Bioware devs showed off their game Exodus, which looks wild um, and has some similar themes to... Mass Effect. Uh, the team behind Untitled Goose Game announced their new game, Big Walk, set for twenty twenty five, and it looks to be a multiplayer game. It doesn't look interesting. Uh, Ikumi Nakamura, who used to work for, um, who's that? The 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 game, the team, the Bethesda studio that made um, Hi-Fi Rush and um, Ghostwire Tokyo. I can't think of their name right now. Uh, She left that studio last year. She became an industry darling. She showed off her new game, Kimuri. Uh, Dead by Daylight announced their spinoff, The Casting of Frank Stone. That's a new horror-style game. Jurassic Park Survival was announced with no release date. Uh, It is set immediately after the events of the original film as you play a doctor trying to survive and escape the island. You had me sold. Um... Visions of Mana, the next game in the Tales of Mana series announced for all systems. That's a big get for Xbox. All systems were announced by Square Enix. I got a new Hellblade 2 Senua's Saga trailer. Or no, Senua's Saga was the first one. Anyway. Um, Brothers A Tale of Two Sons is getting a remake set to release next February. Former Payday devs announced Den of Wolves, a new game. Uh, EA Originals announced a new game called Tales of Kanzara Zao. Looks very, very interesting. It's set in like a futuristic Africa. I'm totally down for it. Looks fun. It is a platformer. Um, A new MMO is coming to the Switch called Polya. That should be out this month. Outlast Trials is finally headed to consoles. Uh, Rise of the Golden Idol got its first trailer. Lightspeed Entertainment... Or Lightspeed LA, I should say, showed off their new game, The Last Sentinel, in a new uh, trailer. That game, whatever it ends up being, looks really cool if they stick if they land the story on that. Uh, Zenless Zone Zero, which I think is the team that makes Genshin Impact, that's coming out next year. Uh, Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2 got a release date, September 9th of next year. Mecha Break is a new mech-focused MMO. Uh, the first descendant got its first new trailer and that's set for release 2024. Exoborn a new uh, extraction shooter from Shark Mo- mod um, coming out or Shark Mob, excuse me, comes out in 2025. Guilty Gear Strive is getting a new fighter surprisingly out of nowhere. Uh, Banisher's Ghost of New Eden is a new game that was announced that looks kind of interesting. Uh, The first Berserker, Kazan, also a new RPG that looks fun. The biggest game that stood out to me was a new cel-shaded game called Unusual June. That's set for 2025. Um, Pony Island 2, Panda Circus announced for 2025. Harmonium, the musical, a new musical game. Looks more for kids than me. World of Goo 2 was announced. Stormgate, which is a new RTS game from uh, many former StarCraft devs. Uh, looks to be the successor to StarCraft. Also starring Seema Liu. Looks great. Asgard's Wrath 2 was shown off. Out for the Oculus Quest. Or Meta Quest. Uh, on Friday. And then Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Got a new gameplay trailer. Showing off the Suicide Squad fighting the Justice League. So we got finally got an idea of how those boss fights are going to go. That was awesome. All the games announced at the Game Awards. I might be missing one or two. There were a lot. A lot of trailers. Go check them out. Obviously, most of them were still overshadowed by the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer that was released uh, last Monday. <laughs> um, also, some news out of the Game Awards. Twisted Metal was renewed at a second season over at Peacock. No surprise there. And Baldur's Gate 3. Shadow dropped on Xbox on Thursday. So, Baldur's Gate 3 is now live on Xbox. Uh, There are some bugs, but Larian has announced they are working on some fixes uh, to recover some of that stuff. So, we talked about all the game announcements, now let's talk about all the winners, shall we? Alright, so, let's go over the winners, shall we? Uh, As I repeat myself, Game of the Year, no surprise. Baldur's Gate 3, I think that game surprised everyone when it released earlier this year. Uh, Best Game Direction went to Alan Wake 2, of all things, as well as Best Narrative. Alan Wake taken away big awards, uh, despite not being a sales juggernaut. Uh, Best Art Direction, also Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 won three major awards. Best Score Music uh, went to Final Fantasy XVI. Best Audio Design went to Hi-Fi Rush. Um, best Performance went to Neil Nubon for Baldur's Gate 3. Games for Impact was to Chia. Best Ongoing Game, Cyberpunk. Again, weirdly nominated for that. Best Indie Game went to Sea of Stars. Best Debut Indie was Cocoon. Best Mobile Game, Honkai Star Rail. Best Community Support, Baldur's Gate 3. Best VR AR Game, Resident Evil Village for VR. Innovation and Accessibility went to Forza Motorsport. Best Action Game went to Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Best Action Adventure Game went to The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Best RPG, no surprise here, Baldur's Gate 3. Best Fighting Game, Street Fighter 6. Best Family Game, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Best Sports Racing Game, Forza Motorsport. So Xbox did win some awards. Best Sim Strategy Game, Pikmin 4. Really? Best multiplayer game, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, content creator of the year, Iron Mouse. Best esports athlete went to Lee Faker, Song Hyuk. Uh, best esports coach, Christine Potter Chi. Best esports event, the League of Legends World Championship. Best esports game, Valorant. Best esports team, JD Gaming. Most anticipated game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Best Adaptation, no surprise here, The Last of Us. Player's Voice, uh, which was 100% voted on by the fans, went to Baldur's Gate 3. Biggest Losers, Starfield and Spider-Man 2, neither of which won a single award. No surprise, Baldur's Gate 3 swept all of the awards. Um... A lot, of, uh, a lot of speeches were cut. Um, hell, the developers behind Call of Duty were a little upset with... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Christopher Judge, as he made a joke about... His speech last year was longer than this year's Call of Duty. Even go as far as saying... Uh, <laughs> even to go as far as saying, another developer I won't work for. But the Game Awards... Um, A lot of people are upset that developers didn't get to speak uh, in a year where developers seem to be silenced um, more than ever. So, very interesting indeed. Um, right, so, let's see. Kenan Thompson has announced uh, that his new studio, uh, his new film studio, production studio, uh, said that he will uh, be producing an, an adaptation of a PlayStation game. He didn't say what PlayStation game. Nobody knows what PlayStation game it is. But it will be an animated adaptation of a PlayStation property. So we'll see that what that is, hopefully, in the coming months. Well, the game that I thought and most people thought was Vaporware has finally released... And it's still vaporware. Um, The day before had early access launch. Uh, It's getting horrific reviews. I think the lowest review I've ever seen on IGN. It was a one. So uh, the studio Fantastic has finally released the day before on Steam and early access, and uh, negative reviews on the page. It's even though it's an MMO, it's more like an extraction shooter. It's not an open world game or an MMO. Um, people were falling through the map. I guess uh, it's just it was it's broken, and it it shouldn't even be in early access. People uh, have been. I mean, people knew this game wasn't real from the beginning. Player count dropped almost ninety percent in the first four days. It is now on Steam's ten worst reviewed games list. Um, of all time data from player tracker to website Steam BD, DB showed the day before peaked at 38,104 concurrent users at launch uh, four days later the game was at 4,125 meanwhile the finals a game nobody knew about announced that the game awards hit 200k in that same time frame um, that's crazy that it, uh, like I said, the finals hit over 200,000. And by the weekend, it was at 250,000. And that's crazy. Um, it has an overwhelmingly negative rating, with only 20% of users recommending it. It's on Steam's worst 10 worst re- user-reviewed games of all time, at 9th place. Wow. <laughs> then again, Overwatch 2... And NBA 2K24, Modern Warfare 2, Flat Out 3, and a few other games are on there too, strangely. Um, And then, to add insult to injury, Fantastic, the studio behind the game, has closed. (laughs) Uh, They tweeted out, quote, Today we announced the closure of Fantastic Studio. Unfortunately, the day before has failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. Unknown, but the servers will remain operational. Un- uh, unquote. It was delisted from Steam. The game has been delisted. The studio shuttered. <laughs> I hate to laugh because I'm sure there were some And I saw a couple tweets about this. I'm sure there were some legitimate people working there. But I think this game was a scam from the beginning. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. Um, Some people paid $40 for that game in early access. This is just DayZ and Rust. Their dev teams trolled the, 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 (laughs) the day before. Um... That's wild. The Daisy team tweeted, quote, not long after this statement was released, the developers behind Daisy and Rust decided... Oh, sorry. Let me get the actual quote. Um, wow. Oh, they were celebrating the 10th anniversary of Daisy, but also uh, quietly shit on the day before. Uh, the Rust team also put out a, uh, <laughs> they uh, they they took the same Daisy team letter but crossed out Daisy and just wrote Rust on it because technically it's the same. Um, <laughs> man, they're both Arma two mods, of course. Um, but yeah, like I said, the game's now been pulled from um, Steam. It's social media accounts for fantastic have have been paid have been pulled its website has been pulled um, <laughs> this this is this is becoming a a case of do not trust something despite everything they say if it does if it looks too good to be true it is too good to be true uh, however now it has been announced that, Even though it was once the most wish-listed game game on Steam, it is no longer, as we all know. Uh, The developers have announced, though, that um, customers are calling it a scam, demanded refunds, but Fantastic said that they are working with Steam to open up refunds to any player who wants one, regardless of time played in the game. Uh, Normal Steam refund policy limits... The refunds to those requested within 14 days of purchase and less than 2 hours of game time. Uh, Given the different scenario and how this was all handled, it looks like they're trying to work with Steam to work that out. But, as expected, the day before was a lesson learned for everyone. I saw that coming a mile away. Um, (laughs) A new documentary about Hideo Kojima is going to be hitting Disney Plus next spring. That was announced this week, so if you're really into Hideo Kojima or gaming in general, I'm sure this is a documentary you'll want to watch. Epic, uh, like I said, wants to add controller support. How about this? The completionist, famous YouTube gamer, has been hit with charity fraud. Um, this is crazy. So Gerard Khalil, the YouTube YouTuber known as The Completionist, uh, has responded to these allegations about his Opened Hand Foundation. Uh, it was a 20-minute video. And uh, he said, quote, I'm here today to provide clarity and transparency to set the record straight. I want to make it 100% clear. At no point in the foundation's history was there any criminal or financial fraud. None. I also want to touch on why I've been quiet for these last few weeks. A lot of folks have been saying that if I didn't do anything wrong, that I sh- should have not said something sooner, and that my, or that my conversation with the accusers was considered my full side of the story. But when there is an allegation after allegation being made, it takes a long time to gather the evidence and facts to refute claims. This will be my only video response on this matter, unquote. So, uh, there's some other things. But the Open Hand Charity, the Open Hand Foundation, uh, has been accused of keeping public donations despite claiming the money is being spent on dementia research. Uh, YouTuber Carl Jopst and some ordinary gamers uploaded videos of their investigation into Khalil and uh, the Open Hand Foundation. The pair alleged that the Open Hand Foundation, which was founded by the Khalil's father Charles in memory of, uh, Khalil's wife, mother, Karen, um, apparently all four siblings, uh, of the, the, of Khalil, uh, play an active role. According to its website has more than $600,000 in donations untouched in the bank account. Uh, and that has no evidence of paying that money anywhere to, or in organizations or work against dementia. um, it's a very interesting to see how this will all play out uh, as time goes on. See, Mark Wahlberg says there is a script for Uncharted 2, uh, despite the fact that no word has been made about any potential sequel. Uh, on the direct, Mark Wahlberg said that, quote I've heard lots of different ideas, I know somebody's written a script and they're still working on it, and it can consist of having the mustache the whole entire time. Which completely makes sense. Obviously in that final scene, I have the mustache. Unquote. Um, I watched Uncharted finally a, a while back. It was not it was not a good movie. Not in my opinion. I love the games. The movie just was not great. Not great. Um, there's been a lot of hubbub, hubbub in the Zelda community as of late. As uh, Legend of Zelda, Zelda, the Legend of Zelda producer, I.G. Onuma, has said he doesn't care about the chronology. <laughs> um, IGN, he was doing interviews with IGN, and they asked him about the how it fits into the Zelda timeline that a lot of people listen to, and uh, said that game the games are more like myths or legends surrounding Link and Ganondorf instead of being explicit canon, saying, um, quote, I think just as you say, this is a series that really lends itself well to each person playing, then thinking back and interpreting the story elements in their own way. We have these major players in each game with Zelda and Ganon and Link, and they each surface and play their roles in potentially slightly different ways in each title. But personally, I don't like to put too much stock in the chronology of the series, because from the design perspective, that can kind of box us in and limit where we're able to take the story as we continue making games in the series. And so I do not I do think it's something that is best for people to interpret on their own. And yeah, I was a kind of agreeing with many of the things you said, unquote. So, there you have it, folks. It's official from Nintendo, or the developers behind Zelda. There is no Zelda timeline. They're just different versions of Myths and Legends. Uh, gamers are mourning this week after Embracer Group and publisher PlayOn have confirmed that Free Radical Design has closed. Um, PlayOn stated, quote, It is with a heavy heart that we must announce yet another difficult decision. Today we have to confirm the official closure of Free Radical Design and say goodbye to many remarkable, talented, and hardworking people. We are beyond grateful for their incredible contributions to play on and wish them the best of luck and successes on their professional journey from here on out. Unquote. That was on LinkedIn. Um, this what we heard on on Monday, though, that the Free Radical Design was shut down. If you're wondering why I'm focusing on this, that's because Free Radical Design was working on the next game in the Time Splitters franchise. Um if you try to go to the website for Freedom Radical Design, it was closed. Obviously, now we know it has closed. No word, though, has been made on the future of time splitters, unfortunately. And I do hope those developers find new jobs soon. Another major death in the gaming industry was announced. The Entertainment Software Association of America has announced that E3 will no longer take place in any. Capacity. No future installment of E3 will take place. It is essentially dead. Uh, in a statement on Twitter and via the Washington Post, the ESA wrote, quote, After more than two decades of serving as a central showcase for the video game industry, the ESA has decided to end E3. ESA remains focused on advocating for ESA member companies and the industry workforce who fuel positive cultural An economic impact every day, unquote. This is after most of the major studios pulled out and indicated that they would not return. Uh, This is not the first time they did that, uh, but it was the final nail in the coffin for E3, the Entertainment uh, Expo. What was the third one? Um, I can't even remember what the hell the three of them Uh, Stood for. um, Electronics Entertainment Expo. That's what it was. So. E3 has uh, tried to experiment in the last few years. Finally allowing public attendees. Uh, But it's kind of lost its muster. As most of the studios have kind of held their own showcases. uh, Year after year after year. The Game Awards has taken a lot of E3's thunder. Gamescom is much bigger in Germany. In Cologne. Uh, Personally I think. Whatever it, whatever the future is, something. Sh- if 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 the major d- developers and publishers ever got together again, uh, they should do something like Gamescom, where it's several days of devs of industry only, followed by several days open to the public, and then the industry's out of there, and it's not an overload of people. Right. Um, granted, they all have their own thing. PlayStation has whatever they call their fan. Event Xbox has Fan Fest, Nintendo does Nintendo. Um, it, it 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 it's interesting to see where where it can go in the future, but ultimately, no more E three, and I think it might be better for the industry as a whole. We'll see though how it affects things in the future. Uh, Disney has finally commented on the whole Knights of the Old Republic situation. So, uh, <laughs> sticking with it they are, as if you will. Speaking with Axios, Disney's head of gaming, Sean Shoptaw, said, quote, There's still a lot of demand for KOTOR. I'll leave it there. Unquote. There you go, folks. That's all we know. People, He, he says people want it, and that's it. <laughs> That's the most non-statement I've ever heard. At Disney puts out a lot of non-statements. So the fact that that's all we're getting says a lot. At least they acknowledged it. Uh, Insomniac was hacked recently. Uh, apparently they're demanding $2 million uh, in regards to information from the studio. So Sony has acknowledged that there was a security breach... Uh, Sony is investigating. It does not believe any other studios were affected, uh, but the hackers have stolen Spider-Man 2 um, information, release uh, data regarding their upcoming Wolverine game, as well as staffing data. Um, Sony Interactive Entertainment said, quote, We are aware of reports that Insomniac Games has been the victim of a cybersecurity attack. We are currently investigating the situation, we have no reason to believe that any other Sony Interactive Entertainment or Sony Division have been impacted, unquote. Damn, Sony just getting hacked left and right for the last decade. Um, but a ransomware group has alleged that they have breached the security systems of Insomniac. Uh, the recid, uh, ransomware group says that they have gained information on Wolverine, private staff information, and more. Um they have posted limited, limited data online to back up their claim. They have a screenshot from Wolverine, character art, staff, passport scans. Um, they are selling the data for 50 bitcoins, which is equal to about $2 million with a seven-day deadline. Um, they said they will release the information if they do not receive payment by the end of its self-imposed deadline. Um, why are y'all hacking studios, man? Like, go after bad people. Let these people, like, do their jobs, man. Um, Yeah, I just... uh, It's weird. I mean, they did it to Rockstar, too. Weird. Um, PlayStation and Xbox have both released their year-end wrap-up tools where you can kind of see all the time you put into games. The PlayStation one's, like, very visually cool, but it's kind of broken in how it works. Um, Apparently, I only played two games this year on PlayStation. Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC and Spider-Man 2. And those were about six months apart that they were played. Literally, April and and October. Uh, And then on Xbox, I put in about 200 hours. uh, 50 of which were all on Hogwarts Legacy. Followed by uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor and uh, then... Bethesda's Starfield as my number three played game. Didn't play a lot of Halo this year, but added 3,000 gamer score, baby. Anyway, those tools are online. You can sign in with your information and get those little fun things and share uh, different cards as well. Um, Xbox Cloud Gaming has finally, finally come to the Meta Quest a year after it was first announced by uh, Meta's. Creator and founder Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, so now you can play Xbox Cloud Gaming on your Meta Quest. Um, and how about this? the The year's best selling games have kind of been announced, um, and Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy may have dethroned Call of Duty. Um, Since 2009, Call of Duty has topped the video game sales charts without fail pretty much every year with the exception of 2018 with Red Dead Redemption 2 and 2013 with Grand Theft Auto 5. Um, But it looks like Hogwarts Legacy may have dethroned it. Uh, Via Circana's monthly report on US video game sales... Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 as the best selling game of November, which is crazy because that's last year's Call of Duty. Um, the best second best selling game is. Uh, is sorry, as is the best selling game of, of the year to date, Hogwarts Legacy is currently the number one selling game of 2023. It will end the year at, at the top as well. Um, this is the first time since 2008 that the number one spot wasn't held by Call of Duty or a Rockstar game. Uh, 2008's bestseller was Rock Band, surprisingly. So, Hogwarts Legacy. Um, and according to Circana analyst Matt Piscatella, the reason is twofold Hogwarts Legacy is selling very well. And Call of Duty just did not do well this year as well. So it's a combination of the both. Um, That's wild. This is plus the Switch version just came out. Uh, That was the second best-selling game on Switch in dollar sales in November. Only trailing Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Um, But of course Modern Warfare 3 is trailing Modern Warfare 2's sales from this time last year. Including the reason of people not really liking it and it launched later. Um, hardware saw a big drop, though, this year. That's kind of self-explanatory as we're three years into our console cycle. Um, but I, I, I think it's it's still pretty crazy that Hogwarts Legacy may be the best-selling game, despite all the controversy surrounding it. Oh, forgot about this. One more point about the hack at Insomniac. There may have been hints at a Spider-Verse game. Um, via this new data breach um, that there were pictures released and there are pictures hinting to a Spider-Verse uh, game tied to Across the Spider-Verse films. I wonder, though, if it just had to do with that scene in Spider-Man 2. In our final gaming news tonight, I know we've spent a lot of time on gaming this week, but the Game Awards tends to take up a lot of time. Uh, Twitch in a weird announcement today announced new sexual sexual content guidelines. Yes, sexual content guidelines on Twitch um, after a viral stream featured famous adult star Morgpie uh, essentially being nude on stream without fully showing everything, uh, which went viral. Uh, Twitch has uh, announced new Quote, artistic nudity, unquote, rules. Um, this is what is n- will now be allowed on Twitch as long as it is properly labeled in your stream information. Content, quote, content that deliberately highlighted breasts, buttocks, or pelvic region even when fully clothed. Fictionalized, including drawn, animated, or sculpted, fully exposed female-presenting breasts and or genitals or buttocks, regardless of gender, body writing on female presenting breasts and or buttocks, regardless of gender, erotic dances that involve disrobing or disrobing gestures, such as strip teases, and popular dances such as twerking, grinding, and pole dancing are now allowed without a label, I never expected to utter the word buttocks, Multiple times on a podcast. Buttocks. <laughs> uh, there is a full post and fact page. If you guys want to learn more. Uh, as sexual content seems to be on the rise on the platform. Especially with the whole hot tub meta. That happened a few years years back with Amaranth. And several other big name Twitch streamers. Uh, that is it for gaming today. Why don't we head on up the five freeway and check out what's going on in Hollywood, shall we? All right, all right, we are in Hollywood, baby. Um, We've learned. That Mahershala Ali has uh, alleviated some of his skepticisms regarding making the upcoming Marvel Blade film. uh, And he's feeling more confident about the direction of the long gestated movie. Long gestating movie. That's what it is. So, he apparently, we talked about this a few weeks ago. He almost left the movie due to all the issues with the script and everything else. Uh, Kevin Feige ended up bringing in the screenwriter behind Logan, Michael Green, to start over. Um, and uh, in a new interview with Entertainment Weekly, Mahershala Ali had to say this. Quote, we're working on it. That's the best I could tell you. I'm really encouraged with the direction of the project. I think we'll be back at it relatively soon. Unquote. Um, he also followed up saying, quote... I'm sincerely encouraged in terms of where things are at and who's on board and who's leading the way as far as the writing of the script and the directing and all that. So that's the extent of what I can tell you, unquote. So it looks like Mahershal is back on and uh, Blade seems to be heading in the right direction again. Uh, Toho has announced that uh, Godzilla Minus One has extended its theatrical run in the United States following great success it's been having. I mean, the movie's pretty much made... All of its $15 million budget back. Uh, I did see it last night. uh, So we're going to talk about that later. But no word on any official end date. But it will remain in theaters I think for the rest of the year. From what it sounded like. Uh, Oppenheimer will finally be getting a Japanese release sometime next year. After the fallout uh, with all the Barbenheimer uh, shenanigans. So that's happening. Uh, We got a first teaser trailer for the upcoming The Batman spinoff, The Penguin, headed to Max sometime next year. Uh, James Gunn has made some announcements in terms of casting in the DCU. Uh, His brother, Sean Gunn, has been named Maxwell Lord in the upcoming DC Universe. Maxwell Lord is a famous DC villain most recently portrayed by Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, We also learned that Nicholas Holt has officially joined Superman Legacy as Lex Luthor. Uh, So that's big news there. Uh, Denis Villeneuve uh, has said that he is almost done writing the script for Dune Part 3, as we just got a brand new epic trailer for Dune Part 2 before its release on March 1st. Uh, The Boy and the Heron has won the domestic box office this past weekend on the new latest Miyazaki film from Studio Ghibli, raking in $12.8 million over the weekend. Uh, We also got, on Monday, the Golden Globe nominations. Uh, Succession and Barbie lead the pack with nine nominations each. Um, This is for the 81st Golden Globe Awards. Uh, Those will take place early next year. Uh, Golden Globe nominations are following. Best Motion Picture Drama. Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, The Zone of Interest. Best Performance by Female Actor in a Motion Picture Drama. Annette Bening, Nyad. Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. Sandra Huller, Anatomy of a Fall. Carrie Mulligan, Maestro. Greta Lee, Past Lives, and Kaylee Spaney, Priscilla. Best Performance by a Male, Actor, in a Motion Picture, Drama. Bradley Cooper, Maestro. Leonardo DiCaprio, Killers of the Flower Moon. Coleman Domingo, Rustin, Barry Keegan, Saltburn, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Andrew Scott, All of Us Strangers. Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, Air, American Fiction, Barbie, May-December, The Holdovers, Poor Things. Best Performance by Female Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Alma Piosti, Fallen Leaves. Fantasia Barrino, The Color Purple. Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings. Natalie Portman, May-December. Margot Robbie, Barbie. Emma Stone, Poor Things. Best Performance by a Male Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Nicolas Cage, Dream Scenario. Timothy Chalamet, Wonka, Matt Damon, Air, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, Joaquin Phoenix, Bo is Afraid, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Best mo- Motion Picture Animated, The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Suzumi, The Spooper Mario, the, the Spooper, The Spooper Mario's, The Super Mario Brothers Movie, and Wish. Best Motion Picture, Non-English Language, Anatomy of a Fall fallen leaves io capitano past lives society of the snow the zone of interest cinematic and box office achievement barbie guardians of the galaxy volume 3 john wick chapter 4 mission impossible dead reckoning part 1 oppenheimer spider-man across the spider-verse taylor swift the eras tour and the super mario brothers movie um best Performance by a female actor in a supporting role in any motion picture Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks, The Color Purple, Jodie Foster, Niad, Julianne Moore, May December, Rosamund Pike Saltburn, Divine Joy Randolph, The Holdovers. Best performance by a female actor in a supporting role in any motion picture? Um. Oh, male. I don't know why I said female. Willem Dafoe, Poor Things. Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon. Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer. Ryan Gosling, Barbie. Charles Melton, May, December. Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. Best Director of a Motion Picture. Bradley Cooper, Maestro. Celine Song, Past Lives. Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer. Greta Gerwig, Barbie. Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things. Best Screenplay Motion Picture, Barbie Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Past Lives, Anatomy of the Fall Best Original Score for a Motion Picture Poor Things, Oppenheimer, The Zone of Interest, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Boy and the Heron Best Original Song for a Motion Picture Addicted to Romance, She Came to Me, Dance the Night, Barbie I'm just Ken. Anywhere else I'd be a ten. Barbie. Peaches. The Super Mario Brother. Peaches, 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 Peaches. A Road to Freedom. Rustin. What was I made for? Barbie. Pest Television Series Drama. Succession. The Crown. The Diplomat. The Last of Us. 1923. The Morning Show. Best performance by female actor in a television series drama. Bella Ramsey, The Last of Us. Emma Stone, The Curse. Helen Mirren, 1923. Imelda Staunton, The Crown. Carrie Russell, The Diplomat. Sarah Snook, Succession. Best performance by a male actor in a television series drama. Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us. Kieran Culkin, Succession. Jeremy Strong, Succession. Brian Cox, Succession. Gary Oldman, Slow Horses. Dominic West, The Crown. Best Television Series, Musical, or Comedy, Abbott Elementary, Barry, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, The Bear. Best Performance by a Female Actor in a Television Series, Musical, or Comedy, Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary, Elle Fanning, The Great, Selena Gomez, Only Murders in the Building, Natasha Lyonne, Poker Face, Ayoa Barry, The Bear. Best Performance by a Male Actor in a Television Series, Musical, or Comedy. Bill Hader, Barry. Steve Martin, Only Murders in the Building. Jason Siegel, Shrinking. Martin Short, Only Murders in the Building. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. Jeremy Allen White, The Bear. Best Television Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television. Beef, Lessons in Chemistry, Daisy Jones and the Six. All the Light We Cannot See, Fellow Travelers, Fargo, Um, and it goes on and on from there. I'm not going to read everything. Oh, they did add Best Stand-Up, so let me read that one because that's a section I really enjoy. Uh, Best Performance in Stand-Up Comedy on Television, Chris Rock, Selective Outrage, Sarah Silverman, Sarah Silverman, Someone You Love, Wanda Sykes, I'm an Entertainer, Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais Armageddon. Trevor Noah, Where Was I? Amy Schumer, Emergency Contact. Oh, there's better ones than that. Anyway, moving on, as we wasted a lot of time there. Um, Anne Hathaway was being interviewed um, with Josh Horowitz on his Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, was talking about how she was originally cast as Felicia Hardy or Black Cat in Spider-Man 4. That never happened. Um So, Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007, obviously The Dark Knight came out in 2008, and then uh, we ended up not getting Spider-Man 4, and Anne Hathaway went on to stay star as Selena Kyle, Catwoman, in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, She said, quote, on the podcast with Josh Horowitz, quote, that's how I hold it. The way I hold it is that if the movie had gotten made, I don't know if I would have been considered because I don't know if Nolan would have said, no, no, she's occupied in another universe. As an actor, you don't know this on day one, but you learn to just go, you know what? The right role finds the right person, and sometimes it's you, and sometimes it's not. So when it doesn't happen, just trust deeper and keep going. Just keep going, unquote. Interesting. Destined to play... Similar roles in different comic universes. Uh, Paramount Global has announced that Showtime will be changing its name next month. Becoming Paramount Plus with Showtime. Confusing everyone. Um, But essentially just... You know, there already is a Paramount network. Showtime is essentially becoming Paramount Plus with Showtime. As several Paramount Plus exclusive shows will begin airing on the Showtime network next year. Uh, We've learned that Saw 11 will be released and is set for a release in September of 2024. Uh, Disney Plus has announced a new Marvel show based on the Black Panther character. It will be called Eyes of Wakanda. Uh, It will be hitting Disney Plus sometime in the future. Paddington is getting a musical adaptation for the stage. Uh, Several DC movies, including several Snyderverse films and The Batman, are headed to Tubi, of all places. Uh, Netflix opened up about its most watched shows in the first half of 2023 in a new report. So, in a new press release from Netflix, uh, they will plan are planning to publish What We Watched, a Netflix engagement report, twice a year. Um, Looks like that's kind of kowtowing to what happened with all the actor strikes. Uh, In its first report, Netflix has revealed that the show with the most hours viewed was the first season of The Night Agent, with 812 million hours viewed globally. Uh, Some other noteworthy stats in the top ten include Wednesday Season 1, with 507.7 million viewing hours, Queen Charlotte, and the fourth season of You both had over 440 million hours viewed. And uh, this is only shows and hours viewed between January and June of this year. So no data yet for Scott Pilgrim Takes Off or Squid Game The Challenge. But uh, this is a big deal for Netflix to finally release this information. Um, sad news to report. Andre Brouwer, star of Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Captain Raymond Holt, has passed away at the age of 61 due to a recent illness. Holt is one of my favorite characters on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Andre Brouwer is a great actor. I've seen him in many things. He voiced Darkseid almost perfectly in Batman Superman Doomsday. So good. But, uh, Bone... Uh, the Hoop. Uh, no, but uh, Andre Brower. His castmates from Brooklyn Nine-Nine all released lovely statements talking about working with him. He's going to be missed. Nine-Nine. Uh, Home Alone and several other movies have been added to the National Film Registry, including Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So, uh, these are part of the li- Library of Congress's, um ...selections for the National Film Regist- Registry, and uh, this means they'll essentially be saved forever. Um, and uh, the movies announced are A Movie Trip Through Filmland, released in 1921, Dinner at Eight from 1933, Bo Julano Family Film Collection from the 1950s and through 70s, Helen Keller in Her Story, 1954, Lady and the Tramp, 1955, Edge of the City, 1957... We're Alive 1974, Cruising J Town 1975, Alambrista 1977, Passing Through 1977, Fame, I Wanna Live Forever 1980, Desperately Seeking Susan 1985, The Lighted Field 1987, Madawan 1987, Home Alone 1990, Queen of Diamonds 91. Terminator 2 Judgment Day 91, The Nightmare Before Christmas 93, The Wedding Banquet, 93, Maya Lin, A Strong Clear Vision, 94, Apollo 13, 95, Bamboozled, Great Movie, 2000, Love and Basketball, 2000, 12 Years a Slave, 2013, 20 Feet from Stardom, 2013. Um, These 25 were chosen from a total of 6,875 that were submitted for consideration by the public. Home Alone and Terminator 2 receiving significant support from fans. Um, the National Film Registry now has 875 total films uh, with this new edition, including The Lord of the Rings and Star Wars movies already part of that. Um, Turner Classic Movies, or TCM, will host a television special tomorrow, December 14th, um, to screen a selection of the editions. So that's an uh, important history there. Um, James Gunn has opened up calling out cameo porn as a, uh, one of the worst elements of superhero movies, even though he's done it himself. Um, he has said that cameos don't serve the plot. The ones that don't serve the plot, excuse me, are, quote, one of the worst elements, unquote. Um, even though he's announced a fuck ton of heroes for his Superman legacy movie. Um... Responding to a fan on threads, he said, quote, I call that cameo porn, and it has been one of the worst elements of recent superhero films. If a character is in a film, they have to have a reason to be there story-wise, unquote. He walked it back a bit, saying, quote, it's the plot contrivances that that develop from a cameo, not the cameo itself, unquote. Uh, He also said, quote, I don't mind actual cameos if it's a glimpse or a moment, an Easter egg. What bothers me is when they mangle an elegant story by shoehorning characters in. They aren't there because the story calls for it, but for some other reason, unquote. So uh, he followed that up about all the announcements for Superman Legacy, quote, saying, none of these roles are cameos. What single protagonist movie doesn't have more than 10 speaking roles, there will be more. Uh, Very much a single protagonist film with a lot more characters than we have in regards to Oppenheimer, unquote. So it looks like they're not all just little cameos. Um, Mark Wahlberg has opened up saying he still hopes the $6 billion man movie gets made, even though it's been in development hell for the last decade. Uh, In an interview with Collider... Wahlberg said, quote, I think there's finally hope for that to happen. It's kind of actually a lot to do with this movie, The Family Plan, because hopefully Skydance will have the rights, if not fully buttoned up now, very soon, and we will fast-track that movie to get made. So I'm still not out of the fight. I'm still grinding every day to get it made. You know, it's tough to get certain things made. It's very difficult. It was an uphill battle. But I think certain ones are worth just seeing through to the end, unquote. Uh, the Six Billion Dollar Man, of course, is based on the show from the 1960s and 70s, The Six Million Dollar Man, uh, in which a man nearly dies and is given all kinds of technological advancements to survive. Um, filming was originally supposed to start in 2016. <laughs> um, what's this? James Cameron says he shot several... Chunks of Avatar 4, whatever that means. Got a new trailer for Kung Fu Panda 4. That's right, Kung 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 Fu Panda 4. uh, Which sees the return of Ian McShane as Tai Lung. Um, And of course, Jack Black back as Poe. And then I do want to talk about, before we review Godzilla, I do want to talk about an interview that Adam Driver had with Rich Eisen recently. Um, And he was talking about the story arc of Kylo Ren and how it changed, and it looks like J.J. is the one who fucked all this up. Um, so Adam Driver said, "Quote: I had an overall arc in mind that he wanted to do, which then changed." Um, unquote, referring to uh, uh, J.J. Abrams. He followed up with, "said Quote: His idea was almost the opposite journey of Vader, where Vader starts the most confident." the most committed to the dark side, and by the last movie, he's the most vulnerable and weak. And he wanted to start at the opposite, where this character was the most confused and vulnerable, and by the end of three movies, would be the most committed to the dark side, unquote. Um, he says a lot more in terms of, you know, Ryan Johnson kind of continue that a little different, but then it all changed in The Rise of Skywalker. Like, Ben Solo was never supposed to be redeemed, apparently. Which just shows that J.J. Abrams does not know how to end things um, but it also it's a bad look on on Kathleen really and, and Disney for letting JJ kind of do that and not having a set story in place from the beginning which I, I think was them trying to rush it and and again they they shouldn't have rushed it so quickly to get um, episode seven out the door and I, I think they're doing it because of the age of Carrie and Mark and and um Harrison, but but it, and it had only been 10 years since Revenge of the Sith. So I I think I, I think there was a, a hesitancy and I think there was a rush at the same time, but they they really should have knocked out an overarching story for all three films with the three directors, there wouldn't have been, you know, creative differences. There would have been a cohesive thing set in stone. It wouldn't have changed from film to film. I, I, I Don't get me wrong. I, I don't hate the sequels. I don't hate them. They're not perfect. They're not. Neither is the original Star Wars. But they could have been better. I still think The Last Jedi is the best of the three. I know other people think it's The Force Awakens. There's a whole lot going on. But... I, I mean, we can talk about this till the cows come home, but we're not we're not so let's talk about Godzilla minus one though, huh let's let's do that all right. So I got, saw Godzilla Minus One last night. And uh, this is the new newest Toho Godzilla film from the Reiwa era. So Godzilla movies are released in the different eras of Japanese culture. You know, there's the Showa era. There's the um, Millennium era. There's the, the Heisei era. These, these are all different eras of Godzilla. Uh, we're in the Reiwa era. And this is only the second theatrical release of a Godzilla film. There's been four Toho Godzilla projects under the Reiwa era. There was Shin Godzilla in 2016. There was Godzilla Singular Point, which was last year on Netflix anime. And then Godzilla Earth, um, that was over several years back. Uh, I didn't particularly care for that adaptation. Um, But this film, uh, which was... Written and directed by, so written, directed, and visual effects headed by Takashi Yamazaki. Uh, Yes, he is a visual effects supervisor. I think that benefited the film more than anything. It was done on a $15 million budget, maybe less, um, about 2.2 billion yen, Japanese yen. It's already made almost $60 million, so it's made its money back and then some. So, it's doing very well. Uh, The movie goes back to, it's the 37th film in the Godzilla franchise, the 33rd Toho Godzilla film. uh, Like I said, it's in the the Reiwa era. Um, It stars Ryonsuke Kamiki, Minami Hamabe, Yuki Yamada, Munetaka Aoki, Hidetaka Yoshioka, Sakura Ando, and Kuranosuke Sasaki. Um, it is set in post-war Japan, going back, like the original was set in 1954, the same year it was released. This film takes place between 1945 and 1947. Um, it is a great film. It sparingly uses Godzilla in in a perfect way, if you ask me. Um, it's already been nominated for Best Visual Effects at the, the Academy Awards, which is wild. When did those announcements, uh... When did the uh, nominees... Oh. The nominees will be announced in January. Why... uh Oh, he's a finalist for it. Never mind, that makes more sense. He's a finalist for it. Anyway. um, Like I said, it is Toho. this movie is so good. It is probably one of the best... Godzilla movies I've ever seen. Uh, it's it, I'm calling it now. It is my favorite movie of the entire year. It is the best movie I've seen this year. I'm giving it a perfect rating. Um, it is uses great use of the Godzilla theme song. The, the one knock I have against it is I don't remember really hearing any other music in the movie. <laughs> it's very... Um, very interesting. But it it's um it's a fun it's, it's not a fun movie. Let me let me rephrase that. It is a very poignant movie. It is has a lot to say about PTSD and World War II and and things going on in Japan at, at the time and post war war Tokyo um and and how things would happen with Godzilla, and Godzilla is not a benevolent force in this movie, Godzilla is very much a villain in this movie, much like he was in the original films as well, the cast is amazing, um, the, the main character um, who goes by Koichi, he like is a kamikaze pilot that didn't kill himself, essentially, uh, uh, which is a great dishonor in Japan, uh, he ends up teaming up with a woman and raising a child that's not their own, they're not, are they a couple, kind of, he gets a job as like a minesweeper, and this is, the these, the three characters on the boat, the minesweeper boat, uh, Shiro, who's goes by, who's known as Kid, um, And, uh, uh, Noda, who's Doc, and the, um, Yoji, the captain of the boat, these actors, I would watch a show with just the three of them, because their their camaraderie, their chemistry was damn near perfect. Like, I want more stuff with just the three of them hanging out, doing stuff. That was, that was great, especially, um, the, the, uh, Kuranuosuke Sasaki as as the captain of the boat. Um, another great character is uh, Munetaka Aoki as Sosaku Tachibana. He's kind of like a, the other foil for the film, other than Godzilla. But th- this is also one of the most Japanese movies I've ever watched. Like, I felt like. If I closed my eyes, it, it sounded it, it would be like an anime almost in in the the way they expressed themselves and the way they spoke and interacted with each other. And that that might just lend itself to how Japanese acting is and and that's not a knock because I very much enjoyed it. But this movie has great cinematography. Like I said, having a director who's also the visual effects supervisor is is a massive boost for the film. I think that's how they kept it. In that such a small budget. The fact that they were able to do this on such a small budget was so good. This movie is so fun in a way, not, not a fun way, but a fun, like just a great movie way. Um, it, and it, it is a little bit on the downer side. It is a dramatic film. It's not just a typical popcorn monster kaiju film. It's not that. It's more than that and like i said the sparing use of godzilla is what allows it to tell a better story about the people and i think the people shine more than godzilla and that's not typical in a godzilla film the people shine more even though godzilla is great as well and they they kind of flip the script on on your typical godzilla story and that that's okay uh, especially in how godzilla is portrayed and and uh his his power set and things like that his his heat blast or his um, radioactive breath is much more powerful than it ever has been. It's essentially a, a nuclear bomb every time he, he shoots it off, but it, it's it's good. And there's definitely a lot of, of openings for a another installment, and I, I will very much welcome that. Um, we're getting a lot of Godzilla in a lot of short time as uh, Godzilla X-Kong comes out in April... Of course, Godzilla Minus One is out now as we celebrate Godzilla's 70th anniversary. But if you enjoy Godzilla films, you must watch Godzilla Minus One. If you enjoy great movies in general, you should watch Godzilla Minus One. If you like movies set in the World War II era, you should watch Godzilla minus one. Ten out of ten. It is legitimately my favorite movie this year. Um, But thank you guys. Uh, That is it for Nick's Nerd News. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode this week. Don't forget to check out nicksnerdnews.com. Follow us on socials, TikTok, Twitter, threads, Facebook, all the good stuff. Uh, Follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, we're all on all of those. And uh, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. This has been a production of Nixner News. Please do not use without implicit faxed permission. And yes, that means the fax machine. Thank you, and have a nice.